Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Hership Global Podcast. We are so glad to have each of you with us today, and we are in for an extra special treat because today we are going to be speaking with Irene Turtle, leadership development consultant and executive coach, about a topic that I think is near and dear to many of our lives, and that is workplace bullying. Are you a leader or are you a liability? Now, as many of you know, companies tend to spend a great deal of time and money attracting and recruiting talent, only to struggle with keeping them engaged and productive. Many executives, as well as new managers, have spent years perfecting their technical skills, but very little time learning how to lead a team, whether remotely or in person. And a poor leader isn't necessarily a bully, but may tolerate behavior or a culture where a bully can thrive. So why do some organizations tolerate bad behavior just because the perpetrator is a high performer or perhaps a high ranking executive? I gotta tell you, workplace bullying can show up in many different forms, covert and overt. And it can look like aggressiveness, humiliation, or manipulation. And it often occurs in what would be considered to be a hostile workplace environment. And it affects, in all cases, productivity, uh, employee engagement, and retention, which all correlate to revenue and profitability. So today, we have the privilege of speaking with Irene Turtle. And she's going to advise us about how bullies come in all forms, male and female, and show up in every industry. And like most workplace and leadership issues, it all starts with awareness. Awareness and a willingness on the organization's part to take the necessary steps to address it. Irene will help us learn how to address workplace bullying as a leader and to create a positive environment where high-performing teams can thrive. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Irene. Irene provides leadership coaching for entrepreneurs and executives and specializes in systemic team coaching. She focuses on working with technology and high growth companies where excellence in leadership is especially crucial. Specifically, she helps her clients develop confidence and build on their communication, conflict resolution, delegation, and team development skills. She also works with teams on identifying the cause of their dysfunction and then developing their mission, their purpose, and their values, helping them succeed as a cohesive unit. Irene brings over 25 years of experience working with companies in technology, entertainment, consumer products, financial services, consulting services, healthcare, internet, as well as nonprofit and 
academic organizations. I don't think there's an industry we didn't list. <laughs> Irene specializes in leadership development, organizational change, and transition management. So there's literally not a better person that we could be talking to today about the phenomenon of workplace bullying. Welcome, Irene. Thank you so much, Linda. It's so uh, great to be with you and your wonderful Lead Hership um, Global Network. I'm so happy to be with you today. And we're so happy to have you, Irene. Thank you so much. Now, first, tell us a little bit about your journey. What's led you to have such passion around leadership coaching for entrepreneurs and executives? Focus really on emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Well, I think. During all my corporate career, I was always fascinated by what made a good leader versus a bad leader. Uh, what made some people, you know, gravitate to uh, someone and maybe follow them from job to job? And what was it about some people that, you know, made them technically brilliant, but really bad at dealing with people. And, you know, the consequences of that, not just from the company standpoint, which is important, the, the sales, the profitability, the turnover, but just from a human perspective, how awful it is to work for or with someone who just doesn't know how to treat you properly. So, um, I became, you know, always, I was always fascinated by that. But as my career progressed, I realized that, you know, I could help people. I could help leaders, which would impact so many other people if they could, you know, develop those people, powerful people skills and those leadership skills that would make them from, you know, just getting by to, to good or from good to great. Yeah, such powerful insight there that you can be technically competent. In fact, you can be technically excellent. And that doesn't necessarily translate to being a competent leader. So first let's level set. Can you help us define and maybe describe what workplace bullying looks like? What are the different ways that workplace bullying might be experienced? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that a lot of people will think of, and I, you know, worked for quite a long time in entertainment. So it wasn't unusual back then for people to actually yell and scream and abuse people and throw things. And that's not just the realm of entertainment. I can assure you, I've uh, seen that behavior and heard about it in many other kinds of companies. So verbal abuse, um, you know, humiliating people, shouting at them, um, you know, calling them out in front of a, a whole company team meeting. Those are, are very overt ways of workplace bullying. And then there are, um, you know, more subtle ways, but still obvious, um, gossiping, um, you know, playing favorites, having your little huddle and excluding people based on, could be any number of things, you know, the boss who takes uh, all the guys out to play golf or for lunch and leaves, um, you know, the women behind. 
And that if that's a one-off thing, that's different. So bullying isn't just a one-off, oh, they were mean to me today. It tends to be repetitive and it tends to, um, it, it, you know, it can leave people out. It can make them feel tense. If someone hates going to work, it may not just be because they're being bullied. There may be other things going on, but there's usually, um, especially with the more, um, not the, the so obvious ways of bullying, it could be heaping work on someone. It could be constantly criticizing them. It could be, um, you know, not including them, leaving them out of communication. And you might say, well, that just sounds like, you know, bad behavior. But when it's repeated and your performance is affected by it, um, then, it, you know, it's a little bit in ways like um, domestic abuse. People will go, oh, I couldn't imagine that person doing that. But then these little things appear and it's ongoing and often it's not done in front of anybody else. So the thing about workplace bullying, it takes all forms. It occurs in all kinds of environments on boards, in nonprofits, in for-profits. Um, so it goes across the board and it, uh, you know, a lot of people experience it and there's a certain amount of shame, I think, that goes with that people, nobody who's confident, who's successful, um, you know, who's achieved a certain amount of professional um, status wants to ever admit that they've been bullied. And yet I've seen, I've seen a lot of it and um, it, it definitely occurs very frequently. So when you often see workplace bullying manifesting in teams or in corporate cultures, what are some of the criteria or characteristics of a culture that would permit a bully to thrive? So when you see that, what does it say about the culture or what does it say about the team that allows that kind of behavior to manifest and to thrive? Well, again, depending on the kind of company, the size of company, I've seen it in you know companies where the CEO or the leader, the president, possibly engages in it him or herself, or if not, they allow it to occur. So, um, you know, I think, like you said earlier, the awareness. Uh, some companies have uh, what we call corporate values. And they'll be in big letters on the conference room wall or the lobby as you go into them. And frankly, if it's great if they have those, but only great if they actually adhere to the values and people know what they are. So a lot of things you'll hear are um, transparency, um, honesty, respect, but when I work with teams on, on, on values, it's like, well, what does that mean? How does that show up? Because honesty doesn't just mean um, uh, not telling lies. It means actually communicating all the information, not some of the information, not holding back. So to answer your question, 
it, it, it shows up in different ways and it's allowed to happen um, depending on, you know, whether people have values, whether they adhere to them, um, where people, sometimes people aren't aware of it. It's a one person issue. Sometimes it is a toxic, hostile culture that, um, you know, that, you know, some people may not be aware of, but as a leader, it's your job to be aware of it. It's your job to set the tone. And most uh, most CEOs and senior leadership teams do set the tone. And just because they're not doing it doesn't mean it's not happening. And if it's happening, it's their job not only to be aware of it, but to stop it from going on and to, to stop it from, from happening again. Yeah. I agree that as a leader, we have responsibility to be aware of what's happening in our organization, our team. And if we see bad behavior taking place to address it, not to allow it to manifest and thrive, but to immediately address the bad behavior. And as you noted, you know, workplace bullying can show up in different forms. It can be covert or overt, and it can look like aggressiveness, humiliation, or manipulation, um, especially if you have two departments or divisions of a company that are trying to solve a problem perhaps in a different way. One may feel incredibly manipulated, humiliated, or bullied into a particular solution to the problem. If you are the victim of workplace bullying and you have been affected by aggressiveness, humiliation, manipulation, what can you do to advocate for yourself? What can you do to level set the playing field and to neutralize the power of the workplace bully? Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to always answer all your questions with it depends, but it, it does. It depends on the kind of organization that you work for. And if there is an awareness or is a commitment um, to making sure that doesn't go on because not everybody knows about it. So if you do work in an environment where um, you know you'll get some support, you know, start with your boss, unless of course your boss is the bully. Um, you know, is there a workplace hotline? Is there um, uh, an HR department that you trust? Is there someone else? Do you have a mentor? Is there somewhere else, somewhere to go with your, um, you know, your challenges and your concerns? If you're lucky enough to work in that kind of environment, um, you know, those are all places to start. I've been brought in as a coach to work with people who've been bullied. And of course, they don't always say, uh, oh, we've been bullying this person, come in and work with her. But but actually, that's what's happened. Somebody's been demoted. They've been bullied. They've been humiliated. And they say, OK, well, we, we'll get you a coach and that'll make it all OK. And what happens with people who've been bullied is that it just destroys their confidence. And I'm talking about people that are extremely smart, well-educated, highly thought of, even highly thought of in the company. Um, because I think, Linda, most people don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to put my bully hat on today and I'm going to go in and I'm going to absolutely rip 
this person's, um, you know, confidence and, and their, their self-esteem to shreds. But these people, a lot of bullies do that uh, consciously or unconsciously, but most people don't. They just aren't aware. But the effect on people is, um, you know, their confidence, their mental health, their physical health. And then from a just an economic um, company performance um, point of view, it, like you said, it affects morale, it affects retention, it, it uh, affects turnover. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, but- It does, that yeah. helps so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So you said, you know, as a leader, it's so important to be aware of what's happening in the team and not to tolerate bad behavior, to immediately address it. So if one of our listeners is managing a large team, what are some of the telltale signs that bullying may be occurring in their team? And what can they as a leader do to curb that behavior really quickly? Well, I think, um, you know, it's not saying if you see something, say something. Um, not every leader that I've ever worked with is, is aware of the signals, but um, there are, there's usually a number of people on the team who do pick up on those things. So if the leader, him or herself, isn't good at it, is they will hopefully have people, other people on the team who will notice things, gossiping, putting people down in meetings, um, you know, clashes that are, you know, disrespectful. And just as, um, you know, I think you'd asked earlier, what can someone do? When you're new to a team, you, you know, you want to fit in, you want to be nice, you don't want to be seen as combative. So you will often let things go the first time and the second time and the third time. And then that gives the bully sort of almost invitation to keep going. As we know, just, you know, as in elementary school, Bullies pick on the people they think they can get away with. So someone who hits the bully on the nose knows that's probably not a good person to pick on. So if you're not someone who likes conflict, you'll let it go and let it go. And then sometimes it's too late. As a leader, the minute you see it, you need to shut it down. So letting it go is not, um, you know, and people sometimes watch again, depending on the environment and the culture, they sometimes watch to see, is the leader going to say anything or do anything or call that person out or have a conversation with them offside or do it in front of everybody so everybody gets the message that it's not okay. But if it's actually the leader doing it, then that's, of course, a whole other problem. Yes, that's right. So, Irene, have you actually worked with a team in a systemic team coaching environment to address and eliminate workplace bullying? And I assume so. What were some of the, the tactics and the advice and guidance that you gave the team? Well, working with a team um, as a team coach is different than going in as a consultant or even an individual coach as a consultant, you're going in saying, here are the problems. This is what you need to do. 
And this is how I can help you fix them. As a team coach, you're really going in and helping, hopefully, eventually, the team coach itself. So one of the the things uh, about, uh, I think, a high-performing team is they have a purpose and that everybody knows what the purpose is and everybody can articulate it. But one of the most important um, other things is what we call psychological safety And that is all about trust. And you can't have trust when there's bullying going on. So it may be, it may be subtle. There may be things going on that prevent people feeling that safety to speak up, to speak their mind, because maybe people have ridiculed them or laughed at them or shut them down um, I've I've watched people in meetings saying oh, we're not going to talk about that when it's it's the elephant in the room. So when when people don't feel safe to speak their mind, there's no trust, and it may not um, always be labeled as bullying, but it's you know it's eating around the edges. So helping the team um, really identify what are the things that they would like to be doing and what are the things that they need to stop doing rather than me as a coach, as a team coach going in and saying, uh, well, you need to do these five things and stop doing these five things. You know, it's making sure the team comes together to, um, to agree on what the behavior should be. And, uh, you know, some of the behavior, that may be considered bullying or bad behavior, maybe coming from stakeholders. So engaging with them, it might, as you said, might be another team. It might be, um, you know, the sales team. It might be vendors. It might be customers. It might be anything. But if there's, if you don't have a, a common purpose and you don't feel safe to speak up, um, then it's it's hard. Um, it's hard to progress from there. You you can um, survive, but you will not necessarily thrive. So, in when I'm brought into as a team coach, it's it's rarely labeled. Oh, we have we have bullying going on here, but you know, it's things aren't the way um, you know the way we think they should be. We're not we're, we're missing something, but often it. it comes down to trust, which is as a result of some of the the comments, the eye rolling, the people coming late to meetings, the people who talk too much. There's all sorts of ways of, um, you know, demonstrating bad, sometimes bullying behavior in a team. But as a team coach, I'm not there to fix them. I'm, I'm, I'm there to help them uh, realize what they're doing, set an agenda for themselves, and then help them accomplish that. Yeah, that makes all kinds of sense. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, Irene, this was so enlightening. And I feel like it was such a powerful discussion to raise awareness around the issue of workplace bullying. And unfortunately, I feel like it's a experience that way too many of us have um, had in our corporate careers of being bullied. Um, And 
you know, not being sure whether or not we even have the right to name it, to call it out, to advocate for ourselves, to champion ourselves. So I so appreciate this conversation and the encouragement for all people to step up, to speak up, to say something if they feel as though the environment, the culture is not a safe one for them to express themselves. I think that's a really great way of synthesizing the idea of workplace bullying. If you don't feel safe to express yourself and to engage, then that probably is something worth looking at. So Irene, just to wrap up, you know, you've provided so much wonderful leadership advice already, but I'm sure in your career, you've received leadership advice that you've taken with you. So what is the most important leadership advice that you've ever received and that you'd like to pass along to our audience? Well, you know, I could throw out a few quotes at you, Linda, but my dad always said to me, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I think it's not so much the advice that I've got, it's what I've seen play out, you know, from the great leaders I've worked it with. Sometimes it's it, it's not complicated. It's show people respect, be kind, be confident, but have a certain amount of humility, uh, tell the truth, say do what you say you're going to do. And, uh, you know, one of the first pieces of advice I got when I was doing an internship, you know, after I graduated was return all your phone calls. And I was so shocked that anyone would actually even say that. But, um, you know, so I think the, 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 the one thing I will think of is, you know, it's in terms of leadership, it's, it's not what you preach, it's what you tolerate. So again, um, you may say you have a great work environment and you believe in all of these things, but if you, um, if you don't practice it yourself and you allow it um, to go on on your watch, then that's a problem. Yep, so well said. Thank you so much. What a wonderful way to wrap up today's episode. And Irene, again, thank you so much for your insight, your wisdom, your expertise. It was a delight to speak with you, to chat with you, but also such an important, impactful conversation to have with other leaders around workplace bullying. So thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.